You're listening to the Missionary Perspective Podcast with veteran missionaries Eric Johnson and Joshua Mead. We're glad you could join us. We trust this podcast will be both a blessing and a challenge as we relate topics in world evangelism from a missionary perspective. Now, here's Josh and Eric. Welcome to the Missionary Perspective Podcast. This is Eric Johnson in the Dominican Republic. Uh, with a unique podcast today. I'm not sure if Josh will put me as the A or the B segment, but today we're going to speak on an issue that is maybe one of the most practical and and uh, worth tackling and probably take a few weeks. And that's in the area of handling stress and difficult times and pressure while on the mission field. Now, to give you a little perspective on our Missionary Perspective podcast, uh, yesterday, Josh and I on Friday morning, which is normally the day we like to do our recordings, uh, I arrived here at church, was getting myself prepared and got a phone call from my wife that um, we had a plumbing situation at the house that needed to be resolved. So I had to tell Josh, I got to get going. got to go help Holly in this situation. And as most things with things like that in the mission field, uh, it got a little complicated and maybe even say a little stressful. And that's kind of what we want to talk to today, just kind of lend some of our perspectives. I think the first thing we're going to do is kind of just share some stories, experiences we've had in our uh, decade plus experiences on the mission field, uh, really when it came to dealing with stress. And, you know, let me put this caveat out in the beginning. We don't think by any means that uh Stress is only really uh, felt by missionaries in the mission field. Certainly, everyone goes through stress. In fact, uh, before we even get started, I was looking up kind of a, a baseline definition of the word stress, and I found one here in uh, Webster's Dictionary. It defines stress in this very simple way like this, the burden of one's emotional or mental well-being created by the demands on one's time. And really, that that emotional and mental um, what's the word here, mental being or the burden, really the burden on someone's mental and emotional being is what we really sometimes struggle with. I can say that the experience we have on the mission field, um, it's not to say that it's heightened. In some ways, I guess it can be, but it's very unique. Uh, it's something that if you are a future missionary, it's something you need to be aware of, something you need to come to grips with and be pre- be prepared. Um, and I think these Different experiences that Josh and I are going to relay and then probably in the subsequent weeks speaking about it will probably help you um, understand where to be looking for uh, certain areas of stress once you finally get to the mission field. And maybe it's a cathartic way as you're driving down the road to listen to our podcast. If you are a current missionary and you go through some of these uh, stresses daily, we certainly know that each mission field is different. Each missionary goes through different stressful times and stress, stressful experiences. Um, a lot of it depends on our, our stage of life, uh, the situations and the backgrounds in our lives. And so today we just want to kind of start off this conversation uh, talking about stress, understanding that stress is also not necessarily a bad thing. I look back in our ministry over the years and I realize that many of the stresses that the Lord um, allowed us to go through really helped mold us into the missionaries we are today, helped us understand how to truly um, believe and, and trust in the calling that he gave us, uh, allowed us to maybe understand what the most important things were and what the most important things weren't, um, allowed us to handle situations so that the next time when the situation was much harder, 
Uh, we understood God's grace and his goodness towards us. And I think that's really what Josh and I want to uh, stress today, stress, that's no pun intended, um, is to relay to you that God's goodness, his presence in our lives, and how we need to turn to him ultimately. We're going to give practical experiences. We're going to maybe offer some advice on how to handle situations uh, based on our uh, maybe properly or not so properly handling a situation. And really, these are the kind of stories that could go on for a long time. We've tried to highlight a few specific ones, not so much to glory in them. In any case, there's no reason to glory in them, but maybe to give prospective missionaries and those who are just starting on the mission field uh, the realities that might be out there. I think it's really important if you're a future missionary to really know what you're getting into. There, as Josh has mentioned in the past, there's sometimes a romanticism about the mission field in the sense that we are very excited about going to a place where people do not uh, know Jesus Christ, who have not heard the gospel, and we get to be those messengers for Jesus Christ. And that that is truly thrilling. And I, I am certainly um so thankful to still have that opportunity. It still thrills my soul. Last Friday night, uh, we had a youth meeting and a young boy who's lives in a very difficult situation. Thankfully, his uncle has taken him in, is bringing him to church. But after the preaching of God's word, after having been in our church a little time, a little over a year, he, uh, a little teenage boy, accepted Christ as his savior. And he could just tell he was so excited to make that decision. And that made me excited uh, all week. And so that never gets old. That's always very exciting. Uh, and that is the most joyous part of being a missionary. But there is another side to the coin sometimes. And it's important as um, as missionaries who've been on the field for a segment of time that we encourage other missionaries to embrace uh, some of the more difficult parts and realize that if we can properly handle them, if we can turn to the Lord uh, and probably understand them and may maybe even share with other missionaries our stresses, that becomes a little more normal. And uh, so that's kind of what this podcast is about. Uh, me specifically sharing some of our experiences over the years. I believe Josh is going to be doing the same. We're going to be merging. This is one podcast. And uh it just kind of it's funny that we started out this stress podcast with uh, actual stress. The, fu the funny story is that we had gotten away for a few days, my wife and I and the kids and had a little time to rest and relax, which was badly needed. And we're very thankful for that. And uh, the first morning back, it's kind of like everything started going uh Going, going, going badly uh, with uh, hot water heater leaking and water going everywhere, and then our computer uh, stopped working. And so it's funny how sometimes those things comes and come in waves. And yet at the same time, um, one of the things we're trying to teach our kids uh, is to be thankful because that hot water heater did not bust and uh, start leaking until we got home. And uh, if it had happened all week, we were gone. We would have had a much much bigger mess to deal with. So even when it comes to stress, we need to be uh, constantly thanking the Lord for his goodness and his grace. And so to kind of get started, I've already kind of talked about the definition uh, of what basic stress is, and really is just that idea that the burden of one's emotional and mental being, uh, maybe even spiritual, we can add in there, created by the demands of one's time. And this is not exclusive, obviously, as I mentioned, to the mission field. Um, this also is something that if you're listening today and you live in the United States or you live in Canada, um, you go through stresses every single day. What we want to kind of define here is maybe the stress you might feel uniquely on the mission field uh, as a missionary's perspective and things you might deal with 
uh, on the mission field that you wouldn't normally deal with in the United States. And, and it's stressed to us because many of us and those who are listening, the majority grew up in either the United States or Canada. And so these stresses are kind of unique because of the perspective we came from, come, we come from our culture, we came from our background. And so we just kind of wanted to highlight that as kind of a, a jumping off point. And we'd love to hear from you. That's one of the things that we wanted to mention is please uh, feel free to contact us. Let us know what you think about the podcast, any topics and ideas. We're really trying to um, specifically choose a very conversational topics, ones that aren't dealing as much in theory uh, as much as they're dealing with experience. And I think that helps. Uh, I enjoy hearing missionary testimonies. And so we're trying to bring some from our own perspectives and other future missionaries. Um, we've had some great interviews already this summer. We have lined up a lot. And I think these will be blessings to you. So let's get going on this idea of stress and some of the most stressful experiences we may have experienced here on the mission field. And I've kind of broken them down into three different categories. Uh, we have uh, personal uh, personal life, some of the stresses we've gone through, ministerial uh, stresses, and then ones that are specific just to our mission field. Now, let me also say, I don't like once again, I don't know if Josh is playing my session first or second, but Josh Mead is going to have some very unique stresses. He is um, serving in Senegal, West Africa. We have friends serving in China, friends serving in outer uh, outer edges of uh, you know the Middle East or or in uh, you know. Sub-Saharan Africa, uh, Europe, a whole new situation there. So every mission field is unique. So we're, we're providing you our limited experiences. But as a whole, I think uh, if you have gone out of your comfort zone, you've left your uh, culture, whether it be North America or wherever, and you're living in a new culture, I think this is going to resonate uh, with our experiences and you just kind of apply them to your own. Um, and, and so really, first, the first stressful situation experience that really kind of, um, you might say even rock our world, got, got us very just off kilter, was very early on in our ministry. In fact, our first year plus, we served uh, or we studied, I studied uh, in language school in Costa Rica. And so we we arrived at the end of the year, uh, did some studying, Holly went home and had uh, Ashley. And very quickly after getting Ashley's passport, six weeks, we boarded an airplane and went back to Costa Rica. So we spent a little over a year there. So after being there, just literally a few weeks, uh, about a month, a month, maybe six weeks, uh, I left to go out to the store on a Memorial Day to get some food. We were going to have a cookout with some friends. And when I came back, we had been robbed. And I don't remember if I told this story exclusively. I'll probably take time when we have an interview with Holly, do it a little more in depth. But came back, they had not harmed her, which I was very thankful. They had not harmed our baby. Uh, they had tied her up and just taken our stuff. It was just earthly stuff. And I'm very thankful that I think because our daughter Ashley was on the second level of our apartment and Ashley, Holly was down below her mind, instead of being being very concentrating on herself and her own um, well-being. She really was thinking about her, her baby. And because she could communicate in Spanish, she really relayed that to the, uh, the uh, thieves. And they thankfully had no other intentions. And I'm very thankful for that. And so uh, it could have been a whole, whole lot worse. But with that said, it was very, um, it's a very large event in our lives and took quite a while to get over, I think in some sense at nighttime, I know Holly, um, 
she adjusted amazingly. I mean, there were people who pretty early on, like, are you going to stay? Are you going to stay? And like, well, absolutely. It's the Lord's called us to do. So um, it was a great shock and stress uh, walking around in Costa Rica. We didn't have a car. We took taxis and walked everywhere. So there was a sense of uh, fear that, that, that stayed around for a while we had to go through. And so that was the first level of stress. And it was very intimidating in the beginning. But I will say that there was also this, this sense of after we realized we were going to be okay and the Lord through his grace and the generosity of others who really helped replace many of those items, uh, there was a sense of, wow, it wasn't that we never thought we would ever get robbed while being missionaries. We kind of heard the stories and figured that would be a case. It just happened so fast. We kind of got that out of the way. And so that was, there was, there was almost a weird sense, I think, and maybe if Holly were here, she would say differently, but I'm not sure that she would say a sense of relief, like, okay, okay, we survived that. What's, what's next. And so, Always remember that the Lord gives you just enough. He never gives you too much. And so we handle that first situation, especially my wife. I mean, she was, she, she's amazing under pressure. I, I tend to sometimes get a little more flustered. She is a rock. Uh, she was so smart when they were robbing her. She had the presence of mind for those who were uh, watching on YouTube. She would have had the presence of mind to take, as they were coming, take her ring off keep it in her hand. And when they tied her up, she actually slid it underneath the washing machine. I mean, just the presence of mind that she had was amazing. Uh, she really is a tough cookie. And I love her so. And uh, she really handled that uh, tremendously well. Um, she did not ever say anything about wanting to go home. And so I just tried to spend as much time with her and, and encourage her that the Lord was going to take care of us. And so that really was a tremendously big um big issue as far as stress and pressure went, but really the, the only advice I could give is just understand how good God is and that he didn't bring us to Costa Rica to send us home. He didn't bring us to Costa Rica so that we would uh, give up. Uh, he was going to test us and he tested us right away. And uh, we felt like it was a, it was a hard test, but we, we got through that with his grace and his goodness and his provision, um, the care of others around us. And that really, uh, helped set the set the standard uh, for going forward. And, and that also helped us. We felt like we had a very safe, secure home. But as we started looking for homes in the Dominican Republic, the, the Lord really just kind of put on our hearts to make sure we had um, the safest and the most secure neighborhood we could. And that really provided probably one of the most special things we have in our life today, which is our very nice home. It's a not, not very large home. It's a very wonderful home for us and our family, but in a very secure uh, gated community with good guards. So when I leave to go do ministry, I can feel very confident uh, that things are safe and secure and less stress in that area now in our lives. And so that was probably personally the biggest um, or one of the biggest stressful situations we went through. Now, the second one, uh, and maybe even number one in some regards in our lives, didn't come for a number of years later. So this uh, robbery in Costa Rica that happened in 2008. Uh, we finished language school, got to the Dominican in 2009. Now, fast forward to May uh, 27, 2014. So, did we go through stress? Were, were there big stressful events? There are, and we'll probably go through some of those uh, later on here in the in the pod. But 
really probably the, the second most, if not tied one a, the most stressful time in our lives lasted for nine days. And that was starting on May 27th, 2014, when our little sweet daughter, our fourth child, Lauren Grace was born. Now, Holly, for those who don't know, Holly has a pacemaker and she was having um, some situations where they felt it best to induce her early in this pregnancy. They wanted to make sure the baby was a, a large enough size before they induced her because uh, they just wanted to make sure for her heart that she didn't have to have uh, to be pushing too much and have too much stress. And um, so they induced her thinking that our daughter Lauren was about six and a half pounds, which is pretty normal for our babies. They weren't really big babies necessarily. Unfortunately, their estimation was off. And so when Lauren was born, she was born at five pounds, four ounces. And when she came out, she was healthy, except she was having trouble breathing. Uh, her Basically, we find out later on, her lungs just hadn't fully developed. She was a few weeks early. And so very early on, they had to put her in the NICU. And the first night, we didn't have that uh, great fear that there was going to be any problems. But really, I think it was the beginning of the next day. Uh, they had to, she was having trouble breathing and they had to rush her into the NICU and place her uh, eventually on a ventilator. And those who are listening today who've ever had situations like this where your children have had to go into the NICU, it is a highly, highly stressful time. Uh, I'm not trying to say that it's better in America, like it's going to be less stress. I, the stress in itself, any situation with your child is, is very great. And those who are parents understand that. Uh, there's nothing more precious after your after your wife than your children. And, and it's also just a different sense of protection, especially if you're a father that you need to have. And so that stress level was really high. And now compound that being in basically a third world country. There are there are some advantages here in the Dominican. There are some good hospitals. We felt like we were in a very good hospital. We actually had two other children at this hospital and had very good experiences and same doctor, all three, and a very a good doctor. Uh, just unfortunately, there was a mis, uh, uh, miscalculation on the size of our daughter. And so for nine days, and some of those days, they were, they were pretty scary. And to compound that, we had some other situations going on with uh, former missionaries, former um, people who worked in our ministry that really uh, complicated that situation. And to this day, I remember very specifically uh, going to the hospital, leaving our kids behind with our current teammates who were doing a terrific job and watching our kids and really, really needed their help at that time. And driving to the hospital and getting behind the truck and seeing a a rock had fallen off the back of this truck and it was barely, it was a big rock back towards me. And the stress we had been going through that week, I was just something I had never experienced in my life with the idea that our sweet little daughter might not make it. And I see this rock coming and go, Lord, this is, this is not good. This is going to shatter my windshield. I don't know what's going to happen. And I very vividly remember it hitting the hood and hitting a dent, making a big dent that's still there to this day in my car. And it started rolling. Instead of coming back and shattering the glass, it literally, this is a very large rock, bigger than the size of my hand. And it started rolling and just rolled right over top of my car. And I remember in that instant thinking, there's a lot of rocks flying around. There's a lot of possibilities that bad things can happen. But it was like the Lord saying, don't worry. I have you exactly where I want you. 
And you may see some tough stuff and there may be some bumps and bruises along the way, maybe some dents as we saw on the top of our car, but he's there and he's going to protect us. And it gave me a sense of relief in the midst of a very stressful time. The stress didn't go away um, for, for some time, but I remember just in that instant thing, the Lord is in control. And I think that's maybe one of the things we want to convey in, the, in these experiences more than ever is that the Lord is just, he's completely in control. And the more we can come to grips with that, I think the better we're going to be able to handle stress. Now, I, I don't want anyone to think that I think I've got this down handling stress. Trust me, as of yesterday, we had plenty of things going on and it's not easy. So don't get me wrong. We're just trying to share experiences so that it can encourage you that maybe you're going through a stressful situation and you can just be encouraged that uh, the Lord is just trying to form me more in the image of his son. And so I praise the Lord at the end of those nine days, our daughter did get stronger. And uh, nine days later, they were able to take the uh, ventilator and then the oxygen off and, and we were able to take her home. And I consider that one of the happiest days of my life, the day I actually got to hold my daughter It was nine days before I got to hold her and kiss her. And, and I do that even to this day, as she's about to turn eight years old in memory of that very, very stressful stressful day. Uh, the last um, stressful situation I want to speak of in the area of our personal life was just about two years ago. In fact, it would be two years ago. Now we will still be going through it, which was at the very beginning of COVID. And, you know, I, we don't play up COVID a lot. I know Josh has not had to experience the same kind of restrictions in his country as say others. Ours, we have had times where it was easy and times where it was very difficult. And Specifically, in our case, when COVID happened, the whole world didn't know what was going to happen. But for whatever reason, in our town, a number of people died right away. And, you know, it just was random. You know, people got COVID and they died. They might have probably been old people. Um, but because of that, the government reacted very swiftly and actually closed our town with military blockades at the exits. Now, we had never gone through anything like that. And I know the world really hadn't in our generation, the last hundred years. And so psychologically, we had a situation where we had gone to the embassy to get Zach's passport and we were still waiting for it to be delivered. And it actually got delivered to our house two days before they physically locked down our city. And let me just say, listener, psychologically, that was a very, very difficult time. Um, we would see the videos on the local news of the military at the exits of the town, basically saying you, you can't leave. And as a father, as a missionary, uh, we, were, we weren't able to have any kind of church services for months. We we're doing everything in our home. Um, you had to stand in line for hours sometimes to go into a store to get food. And I'll just be honest. I needed the Lord's grace every single day. I would get up, have my devotions, pray, and just think, Lord, what are we going to do today? And, and, and though I praise the Lord that we never got real sick and, and the majority of our church uh, never really got that sick. Some lots got COVID. Um, it was a stressful, I would say probably six weeks. Um, really. It lasted for about three months, but this first six weeks, especially seemed like they took many, many, many months. And as a father, uh, there'll be times in your life where you go through, whether it be robberies or whether it be um, financial situations while you're on the mission field, where not just the, the mental and the uh, burden of being the pastor that's on your shoulders and, and wanting to direct 
your congregation or your churches, but especially being a father and having that pressure to take care of your family and not knowing what to do. You know, there, there were opportunities where we probably could have taken a flight home, a flight home and they had expat flights where you could, you could leave the country, but you had no promise when they would open up and you can come back. And so that was a very, very high stressful situation where we talked to lots of missionaries. We tried to stay in contact with our family. And uh, it just, the answer was every day, waking up, going to the Lord in prayer, reading his word, meditating on it, and just realizing that he was sovereign, is sovereign, and was in control of everything. And um, sometimes the worst thing we can do, and I probably was guilty of this, <laughs> is read too much what's going on in the world and just read what's going on in the book. And so personally, those are some of the three most stressful situations that we've had to go through. Now, now in the ministry, um, there are different kind of stresses. Um, for instance, I won't go into a lot of details. We've talked about it a little bit in the past, but there have been a number of times in our church life where we've had to deal with sin and deal with it publicly in a church setting. And um, that is a that can be a very tangled web. Uh, it certainly is sin, sin, as I've always told people in church, and we all understand this sin can be very complicating and it complicates our lives and it, it's very detrimental. But dealing with it in a ministry setting um, is not easy. It's very stressful. Um, you very often have led these people to the Lord. You've loved them very much. You no pastor that I know of wants to deal with these kinds of situations yet to be a good shepherd of the flock. A uh, good pastor, uh, you do need to deal with these things. And so they have been some of the most stressful situations. Um, sometimes they've been complicated because people haven't always uh, seen eye to eye in the way that you're handling things. And so that's why it's very important that you get good counsel from other pastors and missionaries. Uh, you include those church members who are strong in the Lord. And uh, we've had to deal with people who are even young preacher boys. And that is a very demoralizing um Thing to go through because one is this this hope of training someone up and then you you wonder where have I gone wrong and um maybe there are times when we can do more but very often it's people just making very selfish decisions and so understand um missionary or future missionary that you will deal with situations like this and they can be very very uh stressful and taking a step back and um getting good godly counsel and then just having it for sure, centered in God's word will help you through. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, uh, but you will get through it and the Lord will, will form you more. And then the, the next time it comes up, it won't be easier, but you'll have a confidence in God's word and his sustaining grace. Um, another thing, this kind of gets a little more into the culture, although you might deal with this ministerially, is dealing with maybe you're building a building project and having to deal with the, the governmental red tape going through the hoops. Um, now, I, I do know in America, and it's probably one of the most, can be one of the most, more difficult places sometimes to go through regulations. So that's not to say that it's it's necessarily harder on the mission field. Um, but I think in America, a lot of times, or in Canada, I've never lived in Canada, but uh, there is more of a process where you can maybe expect and understand it's going to be step A to step Z. This is what you have to do. So it may take longer, but you understand the process in most foreign countries, especially in countries where there's a lot of corruptions, it's nothing like that. In fact, there's a word in Spanish. Many of you know it, manana. Well, manana actually has two meanings. Um, it means 
morning, it can mean in the morning, in la mañana, or mañana meaning tomorrow. Uh, and it can even mean tomorrow in the morning, mañana in la mañana. But there's also a kind of a joke for those who speak Spanish and live in Latin cultures, understanding that when you go into a store, you go into an office and they say, we can't do this tomorrow or today. We're going to do this mañana, meaning tomorrow, that mañana doesn't mean in that case that it's necessarily going to be done tomorrow, uh, but it just means it will not be done today. And so a lot of times Americans have a, a large problem with that. They're very uh, impatient. I know I can be a very impatient American. And so it's important. I remember being in um, college and having a missionary from Ecuador, uh, Richard Hurst, a wonderful missionary who was giving us really a great practical theology and practical missions class. And he just told story after story after story, standing in that line for hours to pay basic bills that even now millennials don't even leave their house. And many countries you can pay them on online now. But that really helped prepare my mindset saying, oh, wow, there are going to be a lot of things that I haven't even considered and they'll be stressful. And you get in line, you can't even complete them those tasks that day. And so it's important to understand, future missionary, that much of the mission field, much of being a missionary is doing mundane things or trying to do mundane things and not even getting completed. That is that stress that we talked about, that mental and um, physical sometimes, psychological burdens uh, that uh, place upon uh, you that you need to understand is a part of it. And understanding that that is part of what God has called me to do. He's called me to come here, in some cases, stand in line and be a part of the people so that I can understand what they go through. And when the time comes and I have a chance to lead them to the Lord, I better understand them, their culture, and uh, how they may receive God's word. Uh, another ministerial situation that comes up, and Josh and I spent many weeks talking about this, sometimes, unfortunately, can be other missionary misunderstandings can be those who work in your ministry or those who aren't far. And I've seen it a lot of times in the ministry, guys who just can't get along. And it's very sad to see. I think it's really important missionaries get along, understand their differences, and encourage each other. I love missionary friends who call me up and encourage me. I like to be that kind of missionary for others. And so one of the stresses I've seen a lot of times a lot of times it's not missionaries working in the same ministry, but they live maybe in the same town or in the same vicinity and maybe with the same mission board. And they really don't get along. And when it comes to Thanksgivings or Fourth of July's or get togethers, there's a real stress level there. And they, you know, they really struggle with that. And so I encourage you to be someone who is um, someone who can live in peace with all people and uh, really just understand that. Everybody has something going on. If they don't treat you poorly, um, just maybe your best to let it go or, or forgive them or check on them. Uh, but understand that you're going to go through maybe some stressful times with other missionaries who literally are on the same side of the faith with you, who are, are fighting for the same things, who've given up the same things you've given up. But for whatever reason, um, when you're together with them, they're a stressful situation. So learn your best to deal with that. If, if you want some more advice on that, go back and listen to our last few podcasts where we talked about dealing with uh, teammates, but even specifically sometimes just other missionaries. And um, be thankful for them being there and do your best to try to handle that situation with grace and love and Christ-likeness. 
now as I kind of conclude, uh, I'm not going to speak a long time on this, but really probably some of the most um, common stresses you're going to face every day are just stresses that deal with the differences in which you have grown up and grown accustomed to in your background to the mission field you're serving. And as I mentioned, every mission field is different. Um, you know, we have missionaries in the Amazons and the in the jungles and missionaries who live in you know metropolitan cities like London, Hong Kong, Tokyo. And so really this can mean so much in different ways and different cultures, but the, the principles still apply. And so um, in our culture, one of the things that on my, on my survey trips, one of the missionaries who really mentored me in the understanding of the Dominican Republic, uh, he really, at first I thought it was a very pessimistic attitude. And I, I've come to realize it's not pessimism, more like reality. And he would say, Eric, realize when you have a technical person into your home to fix plumbing or electrical or, or whatever the situation is in your house, that it probably will not get fixed, or he would say it would not get fixed correctly the first time. And often it won't be until the third or fourth time. And I used to think, wow, that's a really cynical view at someone who's really been jaded by the mission field and very pessimistic. Why didn't he have a positive? He's looking down on the culture. Unfortunately, it's come to be, um, in many cases, a, a reality. Now, I will say this. Um, we have found over the years, as we tried different um, people in the trades to do things, whether it be on the construction of our church or in our home, when I find a really good worker who is who is strong in those areas to not give up and to finish the job, I laud them. I praise them. I share their information because they do exist. It's just not common. And, and that may or may not be the case in your mission field, but it is in ours. And part of that probably has a lot to do with training in the background. Um, in fact, yesterday we had that situation, a plumber, our number one plumber. I love him to death. Um, my, my dear friend, Tim was able to lead him to the Lord many years ago. He doesn't look like much, but I tell you, he is the best plumber I've ever known. He will not leave a job. He will not leave a leak. Uh, he, he, he just, he's a great worker. Well, unfortunately he had left his phone at home and I had to find another plumber in this emergency. And this just say, he did not follow the same standards of our other plumber. And so, um, missionary understand you're going to to come to grips with, this is the only guy that can help me right now. And he's not necessarily great at his job, but I just need to trust him or trust the Lord. And he's going to help us. And uh, Lord, help me deal with this stressful situation. And, and that kind of brings me to the other, uh, other stress that comes from being on your mission field for the most of us, not, not everybody who lives in a non-developed country or a less developed country, uh, but many missionaries do. And that is a lot of times just a lack of options, lack of convenience, and early on, that was something that really was difficult for us. Even to this day, we live in a very large city, but unfortunately, if you're looking for a really good hardware store, the way our city is kind of divided, you have to go specifically to certain hardware stores, hoping you find what you're looking for. So if you're looking for plumbing supplies, you need to go to the specific hardware store first because they are known to have more plumbing supplies than the other. Uh, when we get home, one of the most glorious times is to go back to Lowe's and Home Depot and just think, man, look at these options. And missionary who knows this can say amen. A missionary who's thinking about going to mission field or on their way on deputation understand that you're probably going to have to deal with that right away is a lack of options. Um, now, I think the Lord, because 
things are far better than they were even 15, 20 years ago. Many more options in our in our country. But uh, that's just something you need to realize is going to be a stress level that there'll be oftentimes where things break and you might have to wait to have them shipped in or wait for them to look around the country. And that's part of stress. That's part of just saying, Lord, you've called me to this. This is why it's hard. Uh, but you're you're going to take care of us. You're going to help us learn to live without and uh, you're going to receive the glory. And uh, lastly, one of the areas that probably causes the most stress, especially in the beginning, but even to this day, we've been here serving in Spanish speaking countries almost 15 years is the uh, lack of sometimes sufficient or proper language skills. Now, we don't stress about that as much as we used to. But boy, even to this day, sometimes when there's a stressful situation and we can't understand them correctly or they don't understand what we're trying to tell them. And and especially for those who are learning much more difficult languages, this, especially early on, often with the wife who has not learned as quickly as the husband. I was blessed to have a wife that uh, has always spoke better Spanish than me, and I'm thankful for that. Um, But language uh, skills or lack thereof, uh, disconnects, unable to express your your frustration or your point will bring on much stress. And I've seen it time and time again, not only in my own life, but in other missionaries' lives. And so we go back to one of our first podcasts, make sure you're always developing your language skills, your language skills, because the better you can communicate, the better you understand, less stress will be there, less stress. I remember, as I mentioned, our daughter being in the NICU, I thank the Lord that it was our third pregnancy and that we had come to understand the language better. Uh, we understood the, the doctor better, but there were still times where it was so difficult. Even having been on the island for five years and speaking language for five or six years, it still was so difficult to deal with things that wasn't exactly sure of. And so as a missionary, I want to encourage you um, make sure you take time to continue to develop your language skills because it will help relieve some of that stress. And so those are some of my perspectives. Um, those are some of our experiences. I look forward to talking to Josh next week more about stress. But let me remind those who are listening, uh, we, all, we all go through stress. We all go through different difficulties. Um, sometimes, I haven't even put it on there, the stress of things going on back in our home country. Uh, we've dealt with that quite a bit and more more, more recently, um, what's going on with uh, family members, whether it be health or or other situations. And so stress is a part of life. Uh, it, it, it's never going to be gone from your life. It's never going to be eradicated from a missionary life, especially. It's how we handle stress. And be thankful. Be thankful for the good days. Be thankful for when things go right. We have a little saying when we drive out of the parking lot on a good Sunday morning, I say, well, glory, that was a wonderful church service. And our kids have come to realize we don't always have wonderful days in the sense of there are days when things go wrong. So when we have a really good day, we need to praise the Lord. And uh, the Lord loves us. He, he's taken great care of us. He's protected us all along the way. And I know he will to you. Um, but it's understanding that God brings us stresses into our lives to to mold us, to form us into the image of his son. Have you ever thought of the illustration of that piece of coal under much pressure and much stress after many years? You know, what comes out later on, the fruit of that stress and pressure is a diamond. And uh, that's a great illustration for missionary. Uh, God will sometimes put down 
great stress and great pressures because what he wants us to come through at the end is to be a diamond for his glory and reflect his glory. And so I hope these, um, these experiences will be an encouragement in some way. Uh, we thank the Lord for his care and protection. And I look forward to hearing from you this week and talking more uh, in the future podcasts, even with other missionaries about how to deal with things that are even more than more powerful than stress. We have some podcasts coming up where we're going to talk about things like depression and loneliness and sadness. But handling stress, missionary, is very, very important. And I hope uh, this podcast, this uh, this perspective was a blessing to you. God bless, and we'll talk to you next week.